Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, this is Gary Head at Signature Bank of Arkansas. We founded Signature Bank in 2005 with local ownership to serve our communities with the best bankers with the most authority to do business. We have succeeded in growing our bank to over $800 million in assets, including $50 million in growth in the first quarter in 21. We have 155 teammates that love our communities and the customers that we serve. We are always here to serve and eager to do so. As chairman and CEO, I welcome your call to have the opportunity to serve you. Please call 479-684-4700 or online at signature.bank and tell them that you heard about us at I Am Northwest Arkansas. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today 
I have a great guest, and I always try to tell you where I am in the world recording this podcast episode. You know, I'm usually, I've been in my garage, I've been in my bedroom, I've been at Juice Palm when it was up on the A Street Market, I've been at the old Fayetteville Public Library, now I'm at the new Fayetteville Public Library in their isolation sound booth that's part of the Innovation Center. Folks, if you haven't been here, you need to come check it out. That's my quick blurb for the commercial for the Fayetteville Public Library. They've expanded. There's so much to see and do here at the Fayetteville Public Library. You owe it to yourself. If you live in this area, if you work in Fayetteville, if you, you, you're you eligible for a library card, there's a lot of ways that you can get a library card, even if you don't live in Fayetteville. I want to encourage you to take advantage of this. Every city in Northwest Arkansas is continuing to grow. And one of the ways that you can recognize growth is when you see what a library is doing. And when you see what the Fayetteville Public Library is doing, you'll appreciate it. And Bentonville's now on the, on the mark. I think they're spending somewhere between 15 and $20 million to do their expansion. So it's going to be great. But that's not what I came to talk to you about today on this episode. I am sitting in front of none other than the I am gastronome expert, Jeremy Tran. Jeremy is the founder of I am gastronome. Some of you probably follow him on Instagram. You've probably seen his photos, but more importantly, you've probably seen his videos where he will kind of give you a back back of the kitchen view of what's happening on a regular basis in some of the best restaurants, some of the best food trucks in this area. And we've connected online at first, and then we have a mutual acquaintance in Jaranali Toms, and she brought us kind of together. And then we kind of said we needed to do something. And finally, I'm sitting in front of him. And without further ado, I want to welcome Jeremy Tran to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I've actually kept my eye on you from from a distance, you know, when I first started. So it's honestly, um, it's kind of great that we finally have uh, finally crossed roads. I know we've had some coffee together. We've had, yeah. we've had a chance. We haven't had a chance to break bread yet. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to work that out. But uh, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here today because I, I kind of want to talk about a few things. But first, as the audience is, is used to hearing, I'd love for you just to kind of share your quick cliff note version of your superhero origin story. Yeah. How did you get to here? And then we're going to talk about I Am Gastronome. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm a first generation Asian American, dropped out of college after two years, you know, bet on myself. And really, I used to be a sushi chef as well and was just looking, you know, for my passion. And and I knew food was that, but, you know, with the restaurant world and just being in that field, I knew, I mean, you know, the ups and downs. And I just uh, finally decided to uh, bend on myself and really start, you know, my media firm of I Am Gastronome. And from there, it's been great. And really, just a little bit, a little bit about me. You know, I'm originally from Fort Smith, and I just, you know, I had to get out of that town. And so Northwest Arkansas was calling to me, and I love this area, and this is where I'm planting my flag, and this is what's home to me. So I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to really kind of lead the way of, of food media and kind of showing people a different uh, view and, and being that bridge of, you know, restaurants and, and foodies and, and or, you know, customers coming in because I feel like a lot of that times it's transactional and there's just more to it. You know, food is a universal language. It's a reason why we're able to, you know, be at the table and break bread together and get to know each other. It's the reason why, you know, I get to experience a different culture to learn about that culture. And it's it's just food, honestly, it's just uh it's more than just what people think it is. It's, it's such a passion. It's really a, a lifestyle. And, and that's kind of how I found my, my name, right? Gastronome stands for a lover of food. So just like I am Northwest Arkansas, right? I am a lover of food. I'm a gastronome. So yeah, I love that. That's perfect. And, and, it's, and that kind of dovetails nicely into just 
you know, understanding, I mean, did you just, did you literally just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to take what I know about food and I'm going to take it online and just share this with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much COVID was a blessing in disguise. Like, <laughs> I think that, I think that was probably for a lot of people. And, and, you know, depending on how you looked at COVID, right, I looked at it as an opportunity. So I looked at it as, man, I got a lot more time on my hands. So, right, so like, what am I, what am I going to do? And so eventually I just started going out there, just taking pictures of where I was going in Northwest Arkansas, just investing into the brand, investing into the restaurants. And you know, start off with pictures, but I consider myself business savvy. And so I was like, man, that's a couple of other, you know, food accounts around here who are, you know, doing what I, you know, what I'm doing. So it's like, I got to stand out. So that's kind of how I got to videography and, you know, blessing in disguise that, you know, people were, you know, were open to it and they allowed me into their kitchen. They allowed me to interview them. And yeah, you know, having that background of, you know, you, you know, a prior, you know, former, a former sushi chef here for a large, you know, restaurant in Northwest Arkansas. You know, coming from a family-owned restaurant of 27 years, and just you know, helping operate that, and just always having a passion for food. Like it's funny, you ask a lot of my friends, like in college, and if you were to go to my in my bedroom, they would say, "Jeremy only had two things on the TV: ESPN and Food Network. It never <laughs> changed, and that is a fact." Like, uh, and so I just um, you know, was just trying to find my way, and I just kind of found it through COVID, and started from pictures, now to the video, and kind of snowballed into a food community and I just love every second of it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I want to qualify something that you say, cause I know, you know, somebody corrected me the other day and, and I have, I've had to become much more sensitive about how I say certain things with the, I know with the pandemic, I have said the same exact words that it has been a blessing in disguise. Cause it's allowed me to be a lot more introspective about some of the things that I'm going through as a 52 year old man and where I want to, what I want to do in the future. I think we all recognize, and I know you do, we all recognize that this is not, has not been a good thing for yeah. a lot of people. People are dying and mm -hmm. I don't, but that does not mean that you can't experience something good mm -hmm. in the midst of, of a challenge, right? right? Perspective. Think, yeah, it is perspective. And I, and, and so I certainly want to qualify that because, you know, there's always going to be somebody listening that's like, well, this is the worst time ever. Mm -hmm. And it may very well be for some people. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. And honestly, I have been so caught up at being at home and I've wanted to get out and started to free myself up. I went to the first wedding since before the pandemic and it was weird. I was around family members and everybody was vaccinated and I still, you know, was walking around with my mask on. I had to, you know, my wife finally got me to take it off and I felt more comfortable, but it's just hard. And I think people have to recognize that it's going to be a while before mm -hmm. we get through this and get comfortable again. Right. But you do have to live your life and life is going to go on. And opportunities are going to always present themselves. And you've kind of cashed in on that. And so I, I certainly applaud you uh, by taking the onus on yourself to to use this time to perfect your craft. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it came more of like, okay, I'm going to take this time to really find myself, right? I took, you know, I think a lot of people did that. I was like, I'm going to take a period of time during this COVID period and really just like do a lot of, you know, personal perspective and personal, you know, growth and healing. And from there, you know, it really was like, and talking about that's like, I was in a spot where I was like still insecure about myself, still trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do, you know, coming, you know, from a family of, you know, college graduates who all had full rights and I'm the one who bet on myself and decided to drop out. Right. And, and from there I was like, okay, what can I do to really prove the people wrong? Cause I have a chip on my shoulder sure. for sure. But then also at the same time too, it's like, Okay, I want to do what makes me happy. And to be quite frank, that time of COVID really allowed me to kind of, you know, breathe and find out who I really was and build up my confidence. But then at the same time too, I 
was able to surround myself with a much smaller group of friends who honestly, they gassed me up and they pushed me to like, do what I wanted to do? Because I mentioned that to them and they're like, you know, and I was kind of like questioning what I was wanting to do at first, but they're like, like, no, Jeremy, like, you know, your food, like you love, this is your passion. Like, bro, like go do it. And then from there, I just, you know, with their support, I kind of pushed it to where I was like, all right, you know, pick, went to, it went to photos and it slowly went to maybe, oh, let's get a couple of shirts. And then it slowly got to, okay, now I'm learning how to take better pictures. Now, okay, I'm going to learn how to maybe go into video a little bit. And then slowly, slowly now to where it's like, boom, like I got clients, I got a team of creatives, I got a organic following. And it's just like, honestly, it's just the journey I enjoy so much. Like I can't wait to see what the next step is. And yeah. so it's just a roller coaster of, of life. And, 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 you know, life's a long game. So it's like, how are you going to play it out? And yeah. so for me, it's like, I'm going to go in the food world. And this is definitely my passion. This is definitely what I'm going to chase after, no doubt. Yeah, I love that. And, you you know, you said a couple of things that are that really stand out. I want to be I want I want other people listening to this to hear this, that you said it's a long journey, right? It's yeah. not the short one. I'm always telling young people. And I mean, you're how old are you? 25. I turned 26 25. Christmas Eve. So you're like half my age, right? So now <laughs> you're making me feel old. But the advice that I give people, like people are always asking me, and I'm actually speaking to some high school kids in a few weeks, but the woman was like, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Mm-hmm. And one one of the things that I would tell myself is that at 18 is, hey, it's a long game. Yep. Don't feel like you got to get everything done tomorrow mm-hmm. because it is a long process. Right. And you're going to make some mistakes and you're going to have some successes along the way. And you know, outside of some standard, you know, information or advice about compound interest and making sure that you save more than you spend, you know, I think our lives are, each of our lives are going to be unique in how we deal with it, right? And I think I want to applaud you for how you're approaching it because that really is the right and healthy way to approach this process that is life. Right. right? And Yeah. And I mean, I know you and I have a have a uh, special interest in following Gary Vee. And to be quite frank, like quite frank, like Gary Vee, he honestly, he was the very first person that really just like, like I needed someone to just see on social media or someone that was just real. And like he had so many things he said that really put like my perspective to like, I'm young. I need to find, I need to taste a lot of things to find out what I like. Right. And that's what I did, right? I tasted a lot of different things and just in the media world. And it just, I finally was able to bring that in, into food. And I've tried working at restaurants, but I know like that's not my end goal. And I just like, you know, the earlier you start, the better, of course. But at the very end of the day, like, like you said, right, it's a long game in that. You know, if I was to tell someone and that was 18, I was like, be like, just go taste everything as much as you can, whether that's, you know, something in sports, whether it's something in food, whatever it is, just like taste as much as you want and you will eventually hone your lane to where you want to go. And that's kind of what I did over the past couple of years. And over time, that also built my confidence, that built a, a more clear of a picture of what I was trying to do. And, you know, here we are. So I, if anything, just enjoy the process and, and that you can't enjoy the process if you don't find something you love and actually enjoy. And that's what's going to get you to that, you know, consistency and long term. Because I mean, if you're just going to chase after the money, like that's only going to give you so much, you know, boost, right. For, for that short period of time, because you're going to burn out after that. So, yeah, yeah, that is not, that's a, it, it's a, not a win-win if you just chase the money. Yeah. And, I think that is the challenge that a lot of people have. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get to fulfill their dreams because they settle and you don't want to settle. I think life is too short from that perspective. I don't think you should ever settle. 
I think you should kind of know what you want and be more in tune with yourself. That's where you maybe have to ask some of those questions about what were the things that you were passionate about as a kid? Because a lot of stuff comes full circle, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't know if you were like in your mom's kitchen or in your family's kitchen Mm -hmm. as a kid and kind of taking that all in. and, And now it's just come full circle where you're like, wow, I'm right back here again but I'm doing it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always that. I mean, I was definitely that short, chubby kid growing up, you know? <laughs> and so, and growing up in that Asian household, you know, you're told to work hard. You're told to, you know, finish all your food, you know, respect and all that stuff. And yeah, it definitely came, you know, in a full circle in the sense that like, I always loved food as a kid. And if I finally I found a lane now to kind of showcase that, but, you know, it also came full circle in the sense that like, you know, my parents wanted me to go to school and I went to make them happy, but I didn't want to do that. But I'm thankful that I did go just because of the people that I met and the tasting again of what, you know, I could potentially want in life. And so, you know, after I dropped out and I, I, you know, it was tough for my parents, obviously coming from, you know, the Asian, you know, background and being the youngest and having to follow the footsteps of your siblings and all this stuff. But, you know, I told my mom and dad, I was like, listen, do you believe, you know, the values and, and everything that you've invested in me that you've instilled into me. And they said, yes. I'm like, okay, well, just let me bet on myself then. And and since then, like, yeah, it's, it's became a full circle to where maybe at first, you know, it was kind of a little lot of tension between my family and I and our relationship. But now long-term, like I'm the happiest I've ever been. My mom, you know, my parents have told me like, Jeremy, we like are so proud of you, of the man you become, what you have built, what you're chasing after, and like the work ethic you have. Like, like we, like we are so impressed, and we love you so much. So, like, just hearing that, right, and betting on myself, and then getting the validation from like you know my family saying they're proud of me, like that, that right there was really, I would say, a milestone in my life, and that's something that I carry with myself each and every day because it's like, yeah, I still have a chip on my shoulder with these other, you know, let's, I'm not gonna name any names, but I got you know chips on my shoulders from people and. And organizations that I'm still trying to prove wrong to this day. So it's like, if I can prove an Asian family, an Asian culture wrong and go against the grain, then I can definitely do anything else. <laughs> right, so. right, right. Well, the sky is the limit, right? Right. So, well, let's talk a little bit about, because again, you got into this at the most interesting time ever, the pandemic. Yeah. And the fact that it really did impact a lot of restaurants, mm-hmm. a lot of food trucks in the area. So, what did you find? What was the landscape like when you first got into it versus now today? This is we're now October 2021 at the time of recording this. What changes did you see happen in that short period of time? Yeah. So, I mean, when I first started, right, I just saw that, I mean, there was just nobody speaking for these restaurants. I mean, yes, everyone, people were taking pictures and saying, oh, that's great. You know, anyone can make a picture look good. Like, let's be honest. And then, you know, I just, I felt like there needed to be more of a voice behind these restaurants, more of a a humanization, you know, someone that they can relate with when they walk in. And so, I mean, yeah, there was when I first got in, there was really just just pictures. There was really nothing more than that, right? And and then from there, like, I was like, okay, I gotta, you know, go against the grain, break the cycle a little bit. And that's kind of how video kind of happened. That's how kind of I started in, like, you know, adding music and just adding and then really just putting my face out there because I wanted to humanize my brand and and really show that like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I come from this background and like, hey, I'm a big foodie. So like, I take my food credibility very seriously. So it's like, this is what I recommend. Let me know what you think. And so organically, I built my following that way to the sense that now people have come to me, restaurants have come to me for any like recommendations, whether it's like from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, but even from the from the foodies are like, hey, where do I go for this? Where do I go for that? And so it's kind of cool, you know, 
honestly kind of being that quote unquote face or just that, you know, that go to that, that point of contact, that go, that go to person who I can always go to and ask and he'll always respond of like, Hey, this is, this is honestly his, you know, what I recommend that you, that you should go to for that specific occasion. Or, Hey, if you're looking for this specific cuisine, this is where I would go because of X, Y, and Z. And it's kind of been great being that, that point, not only for the foodies of telling them, you know, where they should go and exposing them to new restaurants, but in food trucks, but also at the same time too, on the business side of things, you know, I have restaurants and food trucks coming to me and asking me like, Hey, can you like help us bring more traffic? Can you help us, you know, put us on? Can you help us with our social media? It's like, you know, we understand that social media, there's, there's a room for it. That's how, you know, we've been able to grow, especially during COVID. Like, what do we need to do? So it's like, I'm able to finally bring everything that I tasted and everything that I learned all into one now. So it's just like, you never think that would have happened or you never would, I would never expect to be here where I am now. But again, I had to go through the journey. I had to taste and I had to invest like into myself, into these restaurants, into the brand and to the point, you know, where I'm not, I'm not making money, but it's like, I enjoy it. I don't mind it. But then it just came to the part where now that, you know, I was putting these restaurants on and then I was like, oh man, I got something like, I got something here because restaurants are now messaging me saying, Jeremy, like your post caught on fire and our restaurants literally turned 180. And it's like, wow, I I, I did that. Like I helped with that. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, so I started feeling a sense of responsibility. And then I started feeling a sense of responsibility with the foodies because it's like, if I'm not consistent on social media, it's like, I'm going to lose their interest. I'm going to, you know, not let, like, I'm not going to be able to tell them what's going on. And, you know, again, I, I want to put my face out there. So it's like, you know, I want to make sure that they're talking to a real person that's yeah. me. And so it's like, I have a sense of responsibility that way too. And so like, there's times where I'm hard on myself and I'm very transparent with my community and very organic with them. And they're like, Jeremy, like, you need to chill out, dude. Like you need to go take a break. It's okay. Like, it's okay if you don't post. And I'm like, I know, I know, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> It's my love, you know, and yeah. I want to be on top of it. So yeah. yeah, it's kind of transformed now to where it's it's a full-on business to where we're, we have a lot of projects now. I'm working with a lot of different media outlets. I'm actually also working with the University of Arkansas to where they're sending me throughout every single region in the state of Arkansas, and we're going to be highlighting minority-owned restaurants. So nice. yeah, we've already done that for NWA and Fort Smith. And so next we're going to Hot Springs and then going to Little Rock. So it's just like, it's just a roller coaster adventure that I just like am having so much fun with. Man, that that is so exciting. And I'm I'm glad to hear that because, you know, as a fellow entrepreneur and as somebody that's kind of spun something up out of nothing, mm-hmm. if you will, it's always nice to get that validation, right? For people to say, Oh, I really like what you're doing. And I hear it all the time and I was sharing with you a couple of stories that I've heard on a regular basis. And I know you have those stories in spades. So I think those are those are the things that that's the fuel, right? That that we need as we continue to go out there and and stretch our muscle and develop our ability to tell a story and to share something that is compelling enough that other people want to latch on to. Right. And it's a little bit of a balance too, right? With getting, you know, some of that, you know, that love, right? From the restaurants or the, or the, or the foodies, the community. And they're like, Hey, you did a great job. Like, Hey, I love your page. I love, and it's like, it's so great to hear that. Cause sometimes you need that. You feel like you put in so much work. You're like, man, is it really worth it? And so it's like when you get those messages, those validations, it's like, oh, that's nice. But then at the same time too, it's like, don't let it get to your head. Like yeah. I, I personally, like I say to myself, like I am, I have people who recognize me and come say hi to me. And it's kind of weird. It's like that quote unquote local celebrityness yeah. or whatnot. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm not chasing after that or anything, but it's like having people come up to me and say hi to me and stuff like that. Like that, that's really, really cool and dope. But at the same time too, it's like, I know that I'm nobody special, right? I put my shoes on. I put my pants on the exact same way as everyone else. Like I'm still chasing after my dream. Like I'm nobody, you know, like 
that you need to put on a pedestal. Like I'm just like you who just found out what I wanted and I just got started and I tasted and I failed and I just, I found myself where I am now. And so it's just, you have to enjoy the process the very end of the day. Yeah, you do. You do. And I, and I do that. That's something that I have enjoyed. And it looks like you are doing that as well. And I think that's what makes it easy to get up each day, right? Yeah. And to just keep doing it over and over again. So, yeah. So tell me, what would you, because I know people that are listening to this are going to eventually say, well, yeah, he's got to give us his list of best places to go, <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. But, but before we even get into that, I do want to provide kind of like a, a how-to, especially for some of the local restaurants that may be struggling mm-hmm. to get the word out. Mm-hmm. What would you say would be some of the things that a restaurant could easily do or tweak to just, you know, let people know a little bit more about yeah. what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so with my family, for example, right? And, and this gives you, gives you some context. My family now, if they were to open up a restaurant, they said, Jeremy, we would want you to run it. We would want you to handle all kind of all the operation side of things and, and marketing because we realize that that's very important. It's not the old school, you know, a framework of like, hey, it's going to be word of mouth. Hey, it's going to be TV commercials, whatever, like stuff like that. And so stuff like that is honestly, it, it's, it's old and um, you know, there's, there's a place and time for it. But, you know, right now you have to be able to evolve. And so a lot of the times when I talk, when I talk to restaurants, it's like, you know, simply just just get on social media, right? Get just, at least just start having a Facebook and Instagram page and make it look, you know, decent, right? With the bio of what you guys are, you know, your, where they can find you, you know, your your time, you know, your your operating times, and maybe you know some specials that you may have. And I'm telling you this now, like, have, doing social media and all stuff is another job in of itself, right? Because yeah. you have to be consistent. You have to put out, you know, quality content, and and creating quality content comes with quantity, right? I had to put out these pictures so much to where I was like, okay, now I know what looks good, what doesn't look right. good, right? And so it's just, <laughs> yeah. and just, and just doing that. And, and that comes with time. But I mean, if I were to tell a restaurant, you know, if they were opening up, you know, a brand new restaurant starting for the first time, or they're, you know, realizing that they need to, you know, more exposure, I would say, you know, one, obviously get your social media game up on, on as many platforms as you can, um, especially Facebook and Instagram, for sure. I mean, I would, I think having a website is also great because we saw what happened, you know, to, to those platforms. And so, Having a website is also great, but also three, put a face out there. A lot of restaurants I've realized they just showcase their food. Yeah. They don't put a face right. as to who's the at the element. restaurant. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that's another big key. And a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there, but it's like, I get that. But at the very end of the day, it's business and you got to do what you got to do to be successful. And that's going to help you by humanizing yourself and the restaurant. So, yeah. No, I love that. People, and I, and I always say this over and over again people work with, people they like and people do business mm-hmm. with people that they like. So I highly would recommend that, you know, Jeremy, you, you, you mentioned a number of things that I, I have seen a lot of places here in Northwest Arkansas. When you come from a big city like Boston, mm-hmm. right? You figure like in Boston, a lot of restaurants have their game on, on point. It's, it's on point. Yeah. And here it's just, it's, you, you see it from time to time, mm-hmm. but then there's, there's some inconsistencies. Maybe your hours are misrepresented or, you know, you've got some really old menu photos mm-hmm. and people eat with their eyes yep. first more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, that's like the easiest way for you to kind of start to build some momentum by just putting out some amazing photos. Right. And kind of going from there. And like you said, I mean, it's more than just in a dimly lit restaurant taking a selfie of that meal that you just mm-hmm. ordered. I mean, you've got to understand lighting and all that other yeah. stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, from from just a restaurant owner's perspective, it's just like, you have to understand from a mindset like, hey, hiring someone or getting help or just doing marketing, it's more than just 
exposure and putting yourself out there. It's it's also a sales funnel so that if you're consistent, you know, people are always going to see you the before forefront of your mind. All these new restaurants are coming in. You know, if you're consistent on social media, you're going to be you're still going to be in the forefront of their mind. You're going to have returning customers. They're going to know your specials. They're going to know what the food looks like from beginning to end. You know, so you start really building a relationship with that restaurant and then that's when you start having returning customers. Then that's when you start having servers that start recognizing the same people that come in and in. And so, and then they start recurring relationships with these customers. So then every time those foodies come back in, they ask for that server. So it's like being in marketing is not just about pictures and videos. There's yeah. so much more to it that you just have to understand that marketing is just the foundation of it. Yeah. So I, so I hope that with these new restaurants and even the older restaurants really start understanding that, listen, like you, it may work, it may have worked for you in the past, you know, doing the old ideas, but now it's like adjust if you especially want to stay here long term and not get forgotten about when these new restaurants come in. Yeah, no doubt. And even I would say go old school, you know, build an email list, you know, consider texting, texting Mm -hmm. as an optional way of you to stay in touch with your customers. Because I I will say this, some of us experienced, and at the time of recording this, I think we're like a week removed from when Facebook and Instagram Mm -hmm. went down for a whole day and people were losing their, you know what, because they were like, oh my God, I can't do this or that. And that's a perfect example of why you you don't want to always digitally share crop, as I like to call Mm -hmm. it, but also have some assets that you actually have access to 100%. Yeah, the more the better. It's like, you know, if you're on more platforms on social media, the better it is, right? And so it's the exact same thing. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're really doing everything at the very end of the day. Yeah, yeah, there's old school techniques, not saying that they don't work because they do, but there's a time and place for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what you have found from a food perspective, Mm -hmm. right? So for people that are listening to this that might be considering moving here and they're coming from the San Diego area. And I know you were recently up in the Bay Area yep. where I used to live and, and you were uh, checking out a couple of really good restaurants, one of which I was familiar with. What, which restaurant? What, I'm trying to, th- it was the, was the Asian restaurant in- The um, Hot Pot one? Yes. Oh, yes, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. In, um, in San Pablo. Wait, 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 where was that? That was- um, I was on the like east side of the Bay, like near like Dublin. San area. Leandro, right? I think so. San Leandro. It was yeah. in San Leandro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah around yeah, that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of good spots. But when I saw you do that, I was like, oh, man, this dude's going, he's going national. So, you know, <laughs> checking out all kinds yeah. of stuff. Then you were down in Dallas checking out the Korean fried chicken spot yeah. down there, which is really good. Yeah. And they actually have one of those out in the Bay Area, too. So, cool. yeah, because I think it's a franchise. It is. It is. Yeah. It is yeah. actually kind of cool because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, with food, like anywhere I'm like, I'll travel for food, right? right. And so um, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny because, like, when I was actually in Dallas, you know, I actually, we went to the, you know, Bonchon Korean fried chicken. Sure. Yeah. We did all that. And um, they actually saw my post and they messaged me here like, Hey, like we love what, what you did. Like, can you send us some of this stuff? I'm like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, they're like, Hey, you know, we would love to work together there in 2022 for like, you know, influencer marketing, all that stuff. I was like, Oh snap. Yeah, like this exactly. is like, okay, this is yeah. awesome. And so like, you know, it's just, you know, again, I never expected it. You know, I know I don't go in, go in doing stuff with expectations. Or you're having, you know, expectations of getting anything in return, but it's just me just putting in the work and just boom, look, look at where we are now. So yeah, I agree. I mean, that you know, my I hold I love Northwest Arkansas. There's always gonna be home, but I definitely want to expand, you know, down the road. Absolutely. Well, no, we we we're not gonna hold you back and we're actually we'll support you because one day we'll be able to say, Yeah, we you know, we remember Jeremy Wynn and look at what he's built. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so yeah. this is a great and this is also a great home base to build things from. Oh, so. absolutely. I'm I'm always gonna rep Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. I love yeah. this place. 
it's really built me to who I am now. And honestly, I, I told myself I was always going to leave Arkansas, but I think it was more my hometown I was trying to get out sure, of. Sure. And I just love Northwest Arkansas. You know, best place to raise a family. It's growing. You know, money goes a long way here. Community is awesome. It's very, you know, I told my friends this and, and everyone that I talked to, it's like, if there's one word to describe Northwest Arkansas, it's local. Yeah. Like everything is local, <laughs> which is awesome. You know, that means you get to create great relationships. You get great quality food, great quality products. And it's just like, it's a great area to be in. It is. It is. So, so now with that said, and and again, I'm not going to put you on, on the spot to kind of pick and choose, but what would you say to somebody coming here about just the variety of food that is available yeah. and accessible? Because that was a concern that I had in 2014 when I moved here. Mm -hmm. Coming from Boston, I could get a little bit of everything. I could get Caribbean. Yeah. I could get Middle Eastern. I can get Asian. Of course, I, I mean, you know, Chinatown in, in Boston is is known for its food. And I mean, but, you know, coming here, what could somebody expect? I mean, if one, go to local restaurants, right? If you're coming to Northwest Arkansas. Two, I mean, you can expect, honestly, a variety of food, whether it's food trucks or even, you know, you know, brick and mortars. And so it, it depends on what you're looking for. But what you're looking for, we pretty much have. We pretty much have in the sense that, OK, so, for example, you want sushi or right, we have plenty of sushi restaurants. But then it's like, what end do you want to go to? You want to go to Blue where they're flying and, you know, they're fish every day. You know, or, it's fresh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Or or do you want to go to somewhere, you know, you just get some normal sushi. Right. So th there's that. But then there's also. Mimi's Caribbean, like you can get that at some Rogers. Yeah. You can get a locally black owned uh, restaurant in Fayetteville that's doing chicken wings, like the very best, like making everything from scratch. Like I, I love it. My, my, one of my probably top three, top five restaurants. And then you can definitely find authentic Chinese food here in Springdale. Like Springdale is a great hub right. for just, you know, it's really the hub for food. Honestly, you can get the best Mexican, if you ever, if you ever get Mexican food, just go to Springdale, right? right. You'll be okay yeah. with that, right? We just did an episode about that recently yeah. with the the five new things. And it, they weren't really new things, but they were five of the best taquerias. Right. And we talked about Taqueria Don Guero yep. and a few others. And you, I think you shouted out one of them that was your favorite or one of your favorites. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so many, you know, yeah. and there's food trucks out here too. And so like, and there's vegan options now as well. You know, there's soul food as well. And it's just like, honestly, like, what you want, you can definitely find here now. And it's still growing. There's still people now who are trying to, you know, spice things up a little bit, gain like a mac and cheese food truck now I've heard of. And then there's, you know, people who are, you know, doing strictly, you know, events in their operable, you know, food truck where they're actually driving. And it's like the food community here is exploding. And then we have events too, you know, where we're doing like, for example, buy of NWA. I mean, I personally want to be able to throw a, a, an event to where we're having local food trucks and local vendors here too. So yeah. it's like the food here, you can definitely expect it's all going to be, you know, a lot of it's going to be local. A lot of it is going to be, you know, just a just great flavor overall. Like there's very few restaurants that I dislike here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course we have, we have the normal chains, but there are so many local restaurants and, and just so many places with some really great stories mm -hmm. and, you know, quietly. We've got like either James Beard nominated restaurants mm -hmm. from a design perspective and from a culinary perspective. Right. So we've got some legit chops in the food space. And when The Roots does their festival mm -hmm. and they bring in all of these, you know, top chefs. And I think about all the people that have been here, Marcus Samuelson and, oh man, what's the big dude's name with the white glasses? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. It's, it's, 
it's driving me crazy. He he's one of the voters on um on uh, next top chef or whatever with I can't think of his name right now, but he's been yeah. here. There's just been so many. Yeah. And um it's just uh we we actually have and then I, I think about people like uh Heirloom and, and Jason Paul and mm-hmm. Matt Cooper and I mean we've just got an embarrassment of riches when it comes to just top notch top flight chefs. Yeah, and, and we're just getting started too right. is the thing, right? <laughs> we just had what Pizzeria Ruby open. That's yes. exploding. Michael right? Robert Shaw, yep. shout out to my man. I yep. mean, when you will order pizza, you want to order a pizza from a dude that's like Michael Robert Shaw. Yep. He's yeah. a Boston guy. Yep. He knows what he's doing. I saw you had shared some pizza with our mutual chiropractor. Yeah. Those yeah. pizzas are huge. Yep. I mean, my kids love, I mean, we've, yeah. we've taken a lot of people there, but uh, shout out to Chef Michael Robert Shaw and, and the rest of his team there at, at Pizzeria Ruby. They're yeah. doing a phenomenal Absolutely. job. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and there's still expansion for us to have like right now, right? We're, we're slowly finally starting to have, you know, more cooking classes and stuff like that. Right. And that's, a, and that's something, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's something that that's been missing. So like, there's so many opportunities just from a food perspective that, that we haven't hit yet. But like it's going to be touched here in Northwest Arkansas, no doubt. Yeah. And actually, when we're done with this recording, I'm going to walk you over to the commercial kitchen that's part of the library here where you can actually rent out kitchen space and create your own cloud kitchen. Yeah. If you wanted to spin up an idea for a restaurant. Yeah. Hey, don't even get me started long term. I, I got a big <laughs> picture long term. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities, but that's like right here under your nose. Right. A lot of people listening don't have any idea mm-hmm. that that's even there. Yeah. I mean, the people even realize, like, even here in Northwest Arkansas, they don't realize, and I'm just now realizing it too, you know, it's like you have so many different resources, like Startup Junkie or Kiva and right. or Forge and like all these different people that you can honestly like get advice from, consulting from, get freaking, you know, loans from for 0% interest. Like you could, there's so many opportunities out there that, you know, and like Northwest Arkansas wants to support local restaurants. They want you to start your entrepreneurship and, and venture and they want you to see you succeed. And so it's like, you got to take advantage of these resources and like use that as your foundation to scale and catapult. So, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's endless. The opportunities that are that are here and especially on the food side of things, both if you are a food creator or you're a food entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. Because some people are and they're just mm-hmm. like, hey, I just want to spin up and start a new restaurant or right. I have an idea and I want to do that. I mean, they were talking. I was watching um a, a Nightline episode where they were talking about the prevalence of uh cloud kitchens mm-hmm. that are cropping up. And when you think of a cloud kitchen, just, I mean, just, it, it's essentially what it is. It's somebody has taken a menu, put it out on Uber Eats or, or, da- one, or yeah, DoorDash, yep. and uh, they're offering their food through, you know, hopefully a clean commercial kitchen. Yeah. And they are testing out a menu to see if it, if it has any traction. Yeah, so absolutely. In, instead of building up a bricks and mortar mm-hmm. business, they're creating this kitchen theoretically in the cloud, but you can access it and order it. And maybe it's open from Thursday through Saturday or yeah. Thursday through Sunday and you can try it out. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities yeah. for that. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that can be your proof of concept, right? Before you go to a food truck or go to a brick and mortar, or it could actually be your full-time hustle, but then you got to make sure that you're on your social media game right at that point for so people can find you. So like, there's a lot of different ways for you to to get into the food game. It's just like, what works for you the best, you know? Man, I tell you, I, I keep telling my, I wish my wife is, family is from Trinidad and she can make roti like nobody's business. Ooh. And I- like I always tell people, roadies could be put, what is roti? And I'm like, well, roti consi- roti is basically is a Caribbean burrito. Okay. But it's the best. I mean, it's it's just the way that they wrap it up and they can put curry goat in there. Oh. They can put oxtail in there. You could put shrimp in there, 
They mix up all kinds of spices. Sometimes, you know, you put sweet potato in there yeah. and a lot of other, you know, really good vegetables and they, they mash it up and it looks like a burrito, but it's it's a roti. Yeah. It, it, but then check this out, though. It's like if so, someone's never been to the Caribbean islands or someone's never aware of what Caribbean food is and Caribbean food is a bunch of islands and just taking a fusion of a little bit of everything and putting, kind of putting it together. And like people would have never known that or Absolutely. if, you know, if we weren't talking about it now or if they didn't go to, you know, a Caribbean restaurant and actually had that. So it's like food is like a universal language it at is. the end of the day, right? And it so is. it's it's so great to be able to experience someone's culture or get a taste of it through <laughs> delicious food, you know? Yeah, no, that's it. Man, we could go on and on talking about this. And I, I think you certainly have highlighted a number of things that we should be thinking about. And we're going to certainly have to do this again and and maybe even talk about it or do an episode on just how you leverage social media mm-hmm. To get the word out. Yep. Right. And how you, you know, how you kind of package yourself for that. I, I've been thinking about doing kind of like a how to episode like that, because again, you know, our podcast focuses on the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. But I mean, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. And I think it's something that a lot of people are thinking about. Yeah. A lot of people are going to, are getting out of the nine to five and you're going to have more people trying to start up something on their own. And Maybe it's just something where you support you and your family. You're not going to have a bunch of employees, but there's all kinds of opportunities out there. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, just to piggyback off that, I mean, one, you got to ask yourself, does this, make, does this side hustle or is this, you know, is nine to five or whatever it is, right? Does that make you happy? One. And then two, it's really, you know, getting out there and betting on yourself on getting out there, doing your own venture. And also three, it's just like, there's people out there to support you at the very end of the day. Like people want you to succeed. And the people who don't, I mean, they're just insecure about themselves. So it's just like, you know, put yourself first and just bet on yourself. Like, you know, the the voice, the negative voice you see inside, you hear inside your head, like it wasn't like it was put there by somebody. Yeah. You, you weren't just born with, with negative energy. And so it's like, realize, you know, where that's coming from and just know that, you know, you're a great person, that I'm nobody special. Randy's nobody special. We're just the exact same people doing what we love. And that you can do the exact same thing. And that if you maybe need support, need help, like reach out, like don't feel like that, you know, you're, you're too good for that. Like nobody's self-made. And so for me, you know, I, I personally just had a great support system, but then at the same time too, I finally just had that self-confidence and I just didn't care what other people thought. And, you know, people were questioning like what I was doing, but like now they see me they're like, (laughs) Bang. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I yeah. get what he's doing now. I, 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 I support it, but it's like, where were you since day one? And so, so, so it just goes back to that chip on your shoulder, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And so it's just finding your why. Why are you doing this? You know, I did it because, you know, I was tired of the nine to five job and I wanted to be happy and I wanted to, you know, again, you know, entrepreneurship is in my blood just for my family. And sure. so it was just like, I finally decided to do it and here I am. Yeah. And those that are really, those that are, and I'm using air quotes here, that are with you, they're right. always going to be with you, even on the ups and downs, right? You, you just have to understand that. That's just the way that it right. is. So, I mean, it's it's all good. So Yeah. But then you're always going to meet people who are like, for example, you and I have met and we have the same mindset and the same passion, right? We right. Jera. And so it's just like all these, all these people, as you keep on going, put yourself out there to like meet new people. And that right there, like- it's just networking at the very end of the day. Networking and relationship building, yep. right? Because I'm building a relationship with you. I'm building mm-hmm. a relationship with Jared and so many other people. And actually, none of that would have been possible had I not started this podcast. Absolutely. Period. Right. Yeah. End of story. I mean, that's it. Mic drop right there. Yeah. So that's just it. Listen, if people want to get in contact with you outside of your amazing Instagram page, which is just at I am gastronome, and that's G-A-S-T-R-O-N-O-M-E. Yep. How can they reach you? 
Well, I mean, my page, I mean, obviously there you go. If you feel free to look up a lover of food, if that's easier, I'll be the, I should be the very first one that'll pop up. But I mean, my, all my information is there. My cell phone is on there. My email is on there. So like I take the time to respond back to every single person. And I do that because I know that like, again, I'm not better than anybody and that this person just, you know, has a question. So like, I'm like, if they can take time to message me and comment and comment on something, how can I not take 15 seconds to, you know, reply back? And it's been great because I've built relationships with these followers to where it's like we're hanging out outside, you know, of, of, of office, you know, or we're going to go, go get grab a bite to eat or we're just randomly linking up. And it's just like that right there. That's the real like human element of just putting yourself out there and meeting these people and just knowing that like, again, I'm just some regular, I'm just a regular guy yeah. doing what I love. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah, that, and that's perfect. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I have developed so many new friendships. Mm-hmm because of this podcast. And I'm just thankful for that. So, um, and that's really what it's all about. But thank you so much for just taking time out of your schedule to come sit down with me. And I know you and I might be working on some things in the near future. So folks, stay tuned for that. We, you know, just as a little subtle hint, because um, I'm not going to just watch this sit on the sidelines and watch Jeremy have all the fun. I'm (laughs) I'm going to partner up with him. We're going to figure out a way for us to kind of do some stuff together back to back. So Please stay tuned for that. And uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Really Thanks for having me. We're Northwest Arkansas to grow even more. And I'm, we're excited to be a part of it. And, you know, if you're out there and you're debating on whether you want to get started, just start. Start. Just, just start. start. And then for those of you that are out there, meaning you don't live here, but you're thinking about moving here, what are you waiting for? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I certainly want to encourage that. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Randy. Can't wait till next time. Yep. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also follow the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcasts come out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for a new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.